this morning, again, we're going to be talking on let God work his will in you. Again, this was part of a message, uh, well, actually a verse that was given to us during our prayer conference this month that became very relevant to, to us as a ministry, but to each of us as individual Christians and stuff. And I'm going to ask Sister um, Terry to read it out of, what version do you have there, Sister Terry? New King James. Uh, New King James Version is what she's going to be reading out of to start off with. We're going to read the whole chapter. It sounds like it's going to be long, but it's not really that long. So that way you get a gist of what the whole story is here, not just a piece of the information. And then building off of that, uh, we want you to know the whole world and it's in its entirety together. Sister Terry? Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously, but he, gave, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Do not speak evil of one another, brethren. He who speaks evil of a brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are you to judge another? Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Thank you, Sister Terry. Now, we're going to read this same set of scriptures from James 4 in the Message Bible. Now, we use several different versions of the Bible here. And it's not that we, we say one's better than the other or one's not better than the other. But they all have something in them that can help you to understand what God's trying to say. So you'll hear us a lot of times use the King James Version and then we'll go to the Message Version. And that's okay, as long as the word is consistent between the two versions. Again, you have to remember that we use translations. We don't use uh, interpretations here at Hiding Place Ministry. So when you hear this, it's a translation of what the word says in either a more modern language than what we're used to in the King James language. So, Sister Kathy, would you please read us that uh, same set of scriptures? Okay, this is James 4. Where do you think all these appalling wars and quarrels come from? 
Do you think they just happen? Think again. They come about because you want your own way and fight for it deep inside yourselves. You lust for what you don't have and are willing to kill to get it. You want what isn't yours and will risk violence to get your hands on it. You wouldn't think of just asking for it, would you? And why not? Because you know you'd be asking for what you, you have no right to. You're spoiled children, each wanting your own way. You're cheating on God. If you all want, if, if all you want is your own way, flirting with the world every chance you get, you end up with enemies of God and his way. And do you suppose God doesn't care? The proverb has it all. He is freely a jealous lover. And what he gives is love a far better than anything else you'll want. You'll find. It's common knowledge that God goes against the will properly proud. The willfully proud. God gives his grace to the willing hum, humble. So let God do. Let God's work his will in you. Yell a loud no to the devil and watch him scamper. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in the in the no time. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field hit bottom and cry your eyes out. The fun and games are over. Get serious. Really serious. Get down on your knees before the master. It's the only way you'll get on your feet. Don't badmouth each other. It's God's word, his message, his royal rule that takes a beating in that kind of talk. You're supposed to be honoring the message, not writing graffiti all over it. God is in charge of deciding human dis destiny. What do you think you are to meddle in the destiny of others? Nothing but a whisper or a fog. And now I have a word for, for you who bashfully announced today at the latest tomorrow. We're off to such and such a city for the year. We're going to start a business and make lots of money. You don't know the first thing about tomorrow. You're nothing but a wisp of frog, a fog, catching a brief bit of sun before disappearing. Instead, make it a habit to say, it's, if the master wills and we're still alive, we'll do this or that. As it is, you are full of your gregarious selves. All such vaunting self-importance is evil. In fact, if you know the right thing to do and don't do it, that for you is evil. I want to tell you a little bit about the, the book that we're reading in. Uh, James writes to how to be a good Christian, how to live uh, a life for Christ. And in this uh, single chapter, he has two main things that he's sharing here. One, about submitting ourselves to God. And secondly, not boasting about tomorrow. We, we have to acknowledge our enemy and who he is. We have to acknowledge that the devil is out there to try to, to tear us down to break our will, to bite at other people, to criticize other people. And today's society, we, we support that so much that, you know, as long as it feels good to me, it's all right. You know, if, if, uh, as long as I'm not hurting someone else, it's okay to do it. You know, or it's all about me. 
you know, what I want. And I think that's what he was talking about in the first part of the scriptures there is that we're so much into the me, me, me deal that we forget about the love we're supposed to be showing to others and that we're supposed to be caring for one another. And yet we forget that there's an enemy out there trying to tear us down and to deceive us. But it was Christ's accomplishment on the cross that made everything all right. His death, his resurrection. That's where we get our spiritual authority over the advocate, the devil. It's through him and him alone. And then the second deal is, is you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, I'm going to make a million dollars. I'm going to have a fancy car. I'm going to. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to show these people how to do their stuff right because they just don't know how to do it. All of these things are all about them as an individual and not about Jesus Christ and about what we're supposed to be doing. We don't need to ignore God because God has a plan for each and every one of us. And we have to remember that God is the final authority on what's going to happen and what's going to take place. Because we don't know tomorrow what it's going to bring. We don't know tomorrow uh, whether we're going to walk out our front door or not or whether we're going to be carried away in an ambulance or with a hearse. We don't know whether our job's going to be there tomorrow or not. But we have to rely upon God and seek God when we say, you know, I'd really like to, to, to step out and do this with God's help, with God's word. When we have him on our side, all things are possible. But if we leave him out, he lets us go our merry way. And then all of a sudden we fall down and we start complaining and griping and groaning as to, you know, why have you done this? Why, you know, isn't things just going great? It's because you went off on your own. You left God out of what you were doing. And when we do that, we fall flat on our face. Some of the things that are brought out in the scripture is to acknowledge the enemy, the devil, and understand his tactics, what he's going to do, how he's going to tear us apart. To acknowledge God is in our life and that we have to have him or else we're not going to make it. To acknowledge who Christ is through these scriptures. To acknowledge we need to change our way and not leave God out of our lives. To acknowledge that we're not judges and that there's only one judge and that's God the Father. So we have no right judging individuals as to their status as a Christian as to what they're doing because God's the only one who can do that. And God's the only one that knows the intent of the heart. Sometimes we see an individual and something's uh, happened that we go, oh, that's just not Christian-like or whatever the case might be. But you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what they've just been through. Maybe they need somebody to come and encourage them and say it's going to be all right. Someone to share with them the true love of Jesus Christ and help them get back on their feet. So many times we fall down, but the deal is, is getting back up. And sometimes we need a hand 
and getting back up. Sometimes we need that other brother or sister in the Lord to come say, it's all right, you're going to make it. And I'm going to be here with you until you do get through it. And I'm going to be with you even after you go through it because we want to make it together. We don't want to leave anyone behind. That's what's important. That's, that's why the Bible says, forsake not the fellowshipping of one another with each other. We need the fellowship. We need to uphold and, and lift up our brothers and sisters in Christ. How do you know if somebody's being left behind if you're not if you're not fellowshipping, fellowshipping with, them. with them? That's right. And then I think the last thing was acknowledge who is in control of our day to day life. Now I want to read just a portion of this scripture, and this portion comes is James four seven through ten. I'm going to read it in the King James, and then I'm going to read it in the Message, because this was the part that that God gave us during the prayer conference. And I think it's very relevant as today and as the world is and what our, our job is and our task is and what we're supposed to remember uh, to do. And James 4, 7 through 10 says, Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep let your laughter turn into mourning and your joy into heaviness humble yourselves in the sight of the lord and he shall lift you up now i read that and that's a scripture i think i've heard a lot of times resist the devil and he will flee but i want to read it out of the message bible because i think it it, it speaks a little bit more to us as to what he was trying to say and this is out of the message. So let God work his will in you. Yell aloud no to the devil and watch him scamper. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. If you have to, this is what verse 9 says. Hit bottom and cry your eyes out. The fun and games are over. Get serious. Really serious. Get down on your knees before the master. It is the only, and I reiterate, the only way you'll get on your feet. We have to stop playing games. We, we are hearing more and more people saying that, that you know, these are the final days. And I believe that. These are the final days. And we have a job to do. But we can't do them if we're playing around with God. If we're saying yes to God one minute and then running off and doing whatever we want the next minute. You could really go one step deeper into that. That uh, if you're not saved this morning and you, you've known God but you've been playing and dabbling in things that you shouldn't be dabbling in. Now is the time to get serious because Christ is coming back soon. It, we don't know the hour, the day when he comes, but it is coming soon. The signs of this world are telling us that he is coming and that it will not be much longer. 
our time is short here on earth. And we our need time to short live here on earth, whether it's, it's for Christ's coming or our life ending. So time being short can be relevant in two two aspects of his That's return right. or as well as our life expectancy here on this earth. You know, our life is just a vapor, a whisper. Just as the scriptures have told us uh, before here in this fourth chapter, we don't know how long we're going to be here on this earth. We don't know whether we're going to be here tomorrow or whether we're going to be swept away. 